Hi, and welcome to Showcast, the podcast that explores the creative journey of concerts, films, theatre shows, and public art made with Notch. Today, I'm speaking with Tito Sabatini, creative director at Duo Dois TV and freelance director Dennis Sisma. Tito and Dennis are old friends who combined their talents in concert design and film to create Brazil's first XR livestream concert for acclaimed artist Criollo. In this episode, we break down some key looks from the show, which include face tracking, performance capture, full virtual sets, AR elements, and live iMag effects. We also talk about the challenges of creating a virtual production for the first time and the thrill of directing a live broadcast. Whether you direct commercials or concerts, this episode will make you excited for the potential of virtual production technologies. You're listening to The Notch Showcast. Today I'm joined by Tito Sabatini, creative director at Duo2 and director Dennis Sisma. Hi Tito, hi Dennis, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hi, thank you. How are you? Good, thanks. It's great to have you here. So Tito and Dennis, together, you led the video and creative direction of the coolest concert I've seen all year, Criolo XR. If you don't know who Criolo is, he's a singer-songwriter, rapper and urban poet and one of Brazil's most acclaimed artists and is fast becoming a big name all around the world. And Criolo XR was the first ever extended reality show held in Brazil and produced by an all-Brazilian team. So, cool. Congratulations on your first. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Kat, for having us. Before we dive into the inner workings of Criolo XR, I'd like to rewind to where you guys first met, which was while working at MTV Brazil in 2004. Were you guys working on a project together at MTV or did you spark up a conversation around the water cooler? In MTV, I developed my love for live concerts. I, I was in charge of doing content for uh, Video Music Brazil and creating content for 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 live shows in MTV and Sisma was hired as as a freelancer to to do all the rebrand of the channel and what was your first impression of one another was cool yeah Chitu at the time he worked mainly in after effects and i was a, a motion designer as well so mm -hmm. we had a connection it was nice to have Sisma over there cuz kinds of freshen up the air a little bit. It was, it was fun times. And since then, you guys have gone on similar but different paths. So, Dennis, after being at uh, MTV Brazil, you moved to Italy and then Spain. And kind of around that time in 2006, you directed, wrote and edited a short film called Handmade. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it was my very first short film in live action. I came from an uh, animation background. Uh, my background was uh, Maya, 3D, After Effects, and this short film was my very first in the live action world. And uh, I love it, you know, it's, and it, it kind of shifts my career. Right now, I, I consider myself more a live action director than mm -hmm. an animation director. But uh, because I came from this background, I use uh, a lot of that in my live action films. Absolutely. And I noticed like even from that first short film, you established such a surrealist style using FX and motion graphics and quirky camera angles to create playful compositions and transitions, so which is really cool. And it's definitely carried through to your later work. So when you came back to Brazil, you also established yourself as a commercial live action director. 
And I watched a few of your ads and loads of them have this 3D live action hybrid style and they're all really playful <laughs> and they all have an undeniably like Brazilian vibe. But of course we are, we are Brazilian and I, I think it's, um, it, it, it transmits this style in, in our, our work. I guess I, uh, we have a, a Brazilian style. And I noticed that you had directed, so this wasn't your first project with Carolo. You've directed five music videos for him in the past. True. How did you first meet Criolo? How did that relationship get established? I, I know the music producer of uh, Criolo, uh, Daniel Ganjamin, for a long time. Is that his real surname? Because I was reading about Daniel Ganjaman earlier. Yeah, thought, no, really? no, it's not. <laughs> it's like, that is great. <laughs> it's Takara. He was a, a pothead. He, yeah, he's not. He's not anymore. Oh, really? He's not anymore. Which is a. Uh, it's frustrating. It's like uh, how how you have this name, you know. Still, <laughs> but uh, he he's a, a good friend of mine. I I know him for at least uh, twenty years, and uh, he he asked me to meet Criolo and make a, mu a music video for him. And the first, very first time when I met him in person and he briefed me, he said like, uh, "You can do anything." But I want people to cry or to throw up. This is that, that was my, that was my briefing. It's like a, that was the briefing. Amazing. That was my briefing, and uh, I'm like, okay. And you, in the videos that you've done with Criolo, you've definitely exercised these freedoms by, you know, including lots of themes of disaster and destruction. Um, holding a mirror up to society in some sort of dystopian imagined way and even including like giant turkeys and giant <laughs> mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah. So you've had a lot of fun with them. Yeah. Since the, the very first music video I did for him, it, we've been in this surreal universe, mm. Criollo. It's very surreal. It's very metaphorical. We build a relationship. It's like we, we are really friends. We build uh, trust in creativity that uh, I, I know what he's going to like. Mm. I know exactly what things that uh, he, he's not too much into. He gives me 100% freedom. So even when I finish the work and I show to him, he, mm. he just approves, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a dream client right now. Mm. And a great foundation for something as experimental as the first XR concert to go ahead in Brazil as well. Oh, yes, for sure. Tito, rewinding back. I want to say Tito now. With the t so you kind of got your first job at MTV where you met Dennis. And then you moved on to um, Duo 2. Just after MTV, I went mm. to this uh, advertising production company called Piloto. But the thing that I was missing was the, the stage for live shows in MTV. So when I, I went from MTV to, to Piloto, I was missing the stage. Mm -hmm. And then I decided to, to get out and be a freelancer, got back to what I really, really enjoy to do on a daily mm -hmm. basis. And a couple of years later, I, I decided to join a very good friend of mine and started Duo Dois. And, and we had different backgrounds at the time. He was a, a, a TV show director and I was a, a live show and, and music, music industry related, mm. but it was a, a great, great mix of backgrounds. You guys have produced a huge range of work and that makes sense with him having a, a slightly different background because you kind of expanded outwards and you've produced video for both broadcast and live events and yes. working for clients like Rod Stewart, Cindy Lauper, Coca-Cola, Natural Geographic and Box Brazil. 
which is a really broad spectrum of projects. And you seem to kind of be one of the few like hybrid production companies I've seen in, in that world, which is really interesting. Sometimes it's kind of crazy because uh, his, his clients, sometimes they don't know that what I do. And, and my clients, sometimes they don't know what my partner does, like documentaries mm. about nature and about snakes around Brazil. Mm. And it, it's funny because when, when they discover it, it's like, oh, you, you can do that as well. So well, I'm going to think about something to to your partner to do with us as well. And mm. it's kind of funny. Yeah, I guess there's some kind of crossovers there where you'll have maybe some corporate brands who want both an event and a promo or, you know, behind the scenes documentary. But anyway, let's get into Criolo XR. So it aired on the 23rd of January in 2021 on a Twitch platform, which Criollo has described as a digital oasis in the cyber madness, which I quite like as a description <laughs> for a platform. And the singer also announced that Criollo XR is an old project. So how long had you guys been conceptualizing and working towards the concept for this concert? Since 2012, I was invited by by the guys from in London to, to be at the D3 studio. And I was looking for XR for a couple of years. And I said, okay, this is a nice uh, technology, but not quite ready for us to use. And then COVID came and they launched the XR for real last year. And just after the, the Katy Perry on American Idol show, I called Dennis and said, man, take a look at this. It's amazing. What do you think about using that on advertising work? Do you think that fits? To tell the truth, I, uh, the first time I hear about it, it, I was kind of reluctant to use it. Mainly, the, the, the most of things I, I do, it's pre-recorded. The first I thought, ah, the final product, it's going to look like recorded with chroma key and it will look like the same. And, mm. uh, and even worse, because it's real time. Yeah, it, it, it changed my opinion when, uh, when I try it. It's a complete different experience to shoot uh, with everybody looking to something that uh, it's going to be the final pixel. I, I showed XR to, to Sisma in, in April. He was kind of reluctant as he told, but only for the, the advertising industry first. Now he's totally convinced, but he was really into showing that to, to Criolo and to Criolo's mm -hmm. crew. So he, he came to me and say, oh, if you want to do a, a demo, and when we first present uh, Criolo and, and his crew this, his general manager told us, well, let's get it to, to Twitch. We have this very good relationship. We have Criolo TV. We're doing well with the, this new vertical that Twitch launched here in Brazil last year with a lot of music artists. Mm -hmm. And... It was awesome because Criolo Crew and all the Twitch executives, they were really, really amazed by the, the technology and the possibilities. Mm -hmm. And they approved the, the project. And we didn't even have the machines here in Brazil. <laughs> I told them, give me a couple of months that I, I'm sure I'm, I'm going to get this, this technology here in Brazil pretty mm -hmm. soon. And a couple of months later, the machines came here. We call Twitch and say, hey, we got the technology, we got the the artists, the 3D artists that know how to do it. We have Moses tracking system, we have XR machines, we have LEDs, we have really creative guys, we have Sisma, we have Criolo, we have Twitch. Let's so it all do came it. together. So, yeah. yeah. 
And how was it for you and Dennis? So you guys both directed this performance together. How was it for you guys working together as a directing duo after all of all these years? We've been friends for many years, but we never direct something together. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we, we get along very well. And uh, Chito has a lot of experience in live streams, in concerts. This uh, concert was my very, very first for me, it was kind of scary. There is a magic around the live events that uh, it's totally different from a normal shooting. Of course, I get, when, uh, when I have a shooting that requires something that I never did before, of course, I get nervous, but I have a chance to fix that later. But uh, when you're broadcasting, you're live broadcasting at the same time, it's a different thing. And especially something you never did before with a crazy technique was a leap of faith of everybody involved. When uh, the technical director, Paul Lewis, he was shouting, 15 minutes, 10 minutes. I, I had like a bad stomach. <laughs> I, had like, I, I, think, I began to like a sweating, you know, it's like a, it, it, it was really crazy. But at the same time, the energy of doing that, it's a thrill. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, uh, it's very interesting. I want you to do it again. I'm, I'm used to being in front of house and it was awesome to work with Sisma. I, I think it was a really good combination because during the show, I was in front of the media servers and he was the TV director that was cutting cameras. Mm. So we, we kind of split assignments and we split tasks to do. Mm. And, and it was really, really good to work together. Uh, I, I think mm. we're, we're going to do more of that. I hope so. Yeah, for sure. nice. yeah. <laughs> so this, this project has various virtual production elements, including face tracking, performance capture, full virtual set, AR elements, live iMag effects, and all of it happening live and in real time. And it sounds like you had the opportunity to experiment with lots of different techniques and looks and have fun with the ideas behind them. And you managed to pull them all off to an exceptional standard. So hats off. Oh, thanks. But what inspired you? Yeah, we did a research before about what people are doing. It's, it's interesting to see virtual production is so new. All over the world, there are people trying mm. things right now. So it's, it's interesting to see because it's a new technique, everybody's in more or less the same stage. For us, it, it's more about learning and experimenting. And, uh, and because Criolo is such a, a perfect client, we try to put everything in this project. Because we have so much freedom with uh, this artist, Criolo, we use this as, as a lab of virtual production as well. So the ideas we want to try, we propose and we try to incorporate in the show. Yeah, because there's a lot of technical processes in there. So like, wh- which of those processes had you never done before? P- pretty much all, all of them. <laughs> wow. Wow, you guys are so brave. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of crazy. No, I... I not, not all of them. In December, uh, I did a, a lock DJ, the, the live stream for uh, yeah. mm-hmm. for him, but it was not, not a full XR show. And Dennis, although this was your first live application of all these techniques, you had directed a music video for Criolo called Sistema Obtuso just a few months before using virtual production techniques. Was this your initial test bed before the live stream? Yes, we use a, a different setup. Mm. We use mainly Unreal and uh, Vive trackers. It was a slightly different setup because also we didn't have like a the lead floor. We built for real, so we put dirt, we put everything, uh, uh, some trees. If- and did you actually set it on fire? No, 
No. There, <laughs> okay. There was a no. It, it's uh, there. There is some practical fire, but uh, all the trees and everything was all fake. And I think that's the magic of virtual production or XR. You can do something that's really impossible to do. You you're not going to mm -hmm. be put fire on the forest to do a commercial, to do a music video or something, or a movie. You you simply don't put fire on a forest. Yeah, your insurance won't cover that. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. And also because the message was like uh, against that. I'd like to paint a visual picture of the show for listeners. There will be images on the Notch Showcase page. So your team created looks for a set of 10 songs using a combination of mostly Unreal and Notch. And there was also an audience Q&A section, which Criolo attended as an avatar as himself. So he's communicating live with his audience. Thinking about the looks that appeared throughout the show, I can definitely see some similarities between the music videos that you've made over the years, Sisma, and the looks that feature in the live stream, such as forest fires and dystopian futures and the garbage field. Were you drawing a lot of inspiration from these videos? It, it was uh, pretty much was uh, recycling. <laughs> it was... It was <laughs> We was because we had like uh, we we shot the music video in virtual production, so we had uh, all the these environments uh, already modeled in three D. Mm. So we we put so much energy on that. What about using in one song at least mm. uh, the same environment and giving a little twist on that and uh, adding something? Were there any big differences that you noticed between directing this live virtual production versus what your used to oh yeah it's uh it's it, it's very different it's very different but uh part of the crew i i bring i bring on it it's it's my crew that i do like uh pre-recorded things with me so it's the, the the technique's kind of the same but uh there's a lot of more challenge when when you do mm -hmm. when you do live it's kind of a mandatory when you do a, a music live stream to use uh these guys this guy is, is a really powerful tool when, when you need to combine a lot of stuff. We had uh, one main camera in the, in the hands of our photographer, and we had uh, three PTZ cameras acting as surveillance cameras, and they gave us uh, 3D tracking uh, protocols. So we, we had a Moses and three 3D uh, tracking cameras. When we had time code running, the music producer was playing the song basses, and he was also a backing vocal, and we ha and we had Criollo and then then singing there. We were cutting cameras. We were dealing with Unreal scenes. We were dealing with Notch host and render stream playing. And we need to do that fast because we were live. So I, I don't know any other two besides these guys that can handle that in a very secure environment. They like they do so. It was really, really good to have this, all these tools together to, to play with and to, to deliver this, this XR show. I'd like to talk about a few of the looks that featured in the performance. Okay. So there's a song which is called, I'm really sorry if I butcher any of the pronunciations, <laughs> but uh, Duas de Cinco. Yes. Duas oh, de Cinco. Yes. Yeah. And this look was really interesting. Basically, it's in this large box, and then the performers almost seem to be in a box floating on water. You've got also glitch and grain and like an aged film effect going on top. Throughout the whole show, there's lots of VFX 
layered on top, which just adds like a really cool feeling, like real hip hop feeling to it. True. Yes. The, the first song of the show, it's called Fellini, which is uh-huh. the the movie director it was one inspiration for this this new song yeah, so it, came, it was it was a new music that was uh, presented for the first time in the concert so yes oh. yeah. yes so we came up with this uh, kind of abstract and geometric uh, environment and mm-hmm. more motion graphic looks i think this was one of the only changes that criollo asked us uh, oh how, how can we make that more cinematographic look dennis came with the idea to use the film grains on top of everything yeah, it, it's interesting to to do that live it's uh, to do this image treatment that uh, it's kind of an old school look with uh, a lot of technology you know it's like a playing a little bit with blend modes and uh, you know m- uh, effects uh, over the image it bring up a, a nice feeling about it like a, you're mm-hmm. not watching a normal live concert and you were able to do that all whilst you're on site make these tweaks kind of add additional effects and overlays yes yeah. just Put another. Sometimes we we did that from notch, so we we mm. put that on the AR on the front plate on notch, and sometimes we just put uh, inside D3 and use blend modes to to combine the best way we wanted. Another look I loved was um, Sucrios, which oh, is the one. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the one. It's got like loads of video feedback loops, and it kind of like harks back to that classic music video effect. Yeah. But it really added something new by putting these overlays in front as well. It was just a really interesting, psychedelic, colorful effect. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, it looked great. That's when the combination of Tito and Dennis worked so well, because I really wanted to do video feedback, like 70s video feedback, but in XR. Yeah. But when we first saw that, Dennis, you said that something's missing. It's It's not complete. So you spend a night doing the the textures that we put on top of it yeah we had some shapes and uh and also we had some color because of these uh, video feedback we, we could like change colors as well so- what was nice uh, then is remember that night we were thinking about how we're going to solve the lioman song this song was supposed to be uh pre-recorded and all 3d we were trying to put the pieces together like a Lego, and we came up with the idea, why don't we shoot just a regular XR show on camera? We have Dundan, that is his backing vocal, and why don't we have Criollo avatar as an AR layer? So we have a a real person interacting with a 3D avatar in real time. We're going to bug people's brain. So (laughs) when we came up with that idea, it's like a, a, a light that, you know, that light bulb it. moment. Yeah, it's a light bulb. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We can we can do that. Let's do that. And it was, and it was all doing the last minute. We had the accents recorded mm-hmm. and we had the face tracking. And two nights before the show, we put it all together on notch, the face and the body movements, the, the, the alembic files. And when we saw it the first time, it was amazing to see, oh, it works. So it, it was nice to, to have the chance to experiment everything and, and, and we did it live. It, it worked. It was <laughs> awesome. I think you've achieved quite a successful illusion. I don't know whether it's because a lot of the looks are quite abstract and creative. You've managed to 
create the illusion of a lot of space. Whereas in reality, like what size stage were you actually working with? It was really, really small, actually. It's yes. uh, because of the budget in meters. I think it's five by five meters. What? Four and a half, <laughs> actually. Four and a half. Yeah. And because the artist could not be so close to the uh, LID walls, mm. it's even less in, in terms of the space of to, to perform. They did a great job performing in such a small space as well. Yes, yes. They, they really understand the space that they, they needed to, to walk through. It, it was awesome. And, and uh, when, when you have the set extension, it kind of uh, builds also the production value. Uh, mm. When you see like a, an open environment and a, the audience were, were really enthusiastic about it. This is a, another side of it because nobody was expecting something like that. I, I think what, what gave us the big kind of feel of the stage, we put a PTZ camera as far as we could from the stage and we used it as wide as we could. And sometimes you see that the, the artists and, and the backing vocal are so small in the, they, they're kind of one to 10 percentage of the screen. I think the PTZ camera worked really well to give us that big environment uh, feeling. I noticed some really interesting camera zooms throughout as well. The one which is set in the water, like it feels like the yes. camera's moving with the fluid. And again, sorry if I butcher this, uh, Grajol. <laughs> Grajolx. Grajolx. And in that one, it's almost like the camera is coming through Under the stage, water. like you're zooming yeah. out all the way. And it's really interesting. How did you prepare for these camera moves? Was it something that you were working out on the day? Or? Yeah, we, we, we had some re rehearsal. If you see the set, there was a lot of tapes in the ground to mark positions of, uh, oh, here there's a tree. Here there's a garbage. We have to also to talk about the camera operator that is also the director of photography. Yeah, he, he made an amazing job. Will was an amazing guy to work with. And uh, he's, he's really good with a handheld camera. He brings these nervous, emotional camera movements mm -hmm. that uh, it, we, we thought it was more appropriate to a, a rap concert. Yeah, it was it was not Katy Perry or Miley Cyrus. We were dealing with Criollo, right? Yeah. It was rap song. He came from Grajaú. Yeah, there's a, an energy that the camera movements can bring, and and because of the virtual production that uh, every movement you do, it's hindered in the lead walls. It gives a nice illusion. Yeah, definitely brought the energy. What did you find the most challenging element of delivering this production? You need to say one? <laughs> Do you really, really need to say only one? I think it's the XR elements and all that XR brings to it. When, when you step on a new technique, there's so much things to learn. There are so ma many terms to, to learn, like uh, things that, that, that I never had to, to worry about, you know? So that, that was really challenging. But the challenge in this project is also the good part of it. One, one thing that, that was a really challenge to us, it's here in Brazil, we don't have a virtual production studio available to use. We rent a normal studio, a normal photo shooting studio. We mounted the LEDs. We, we, we built, built everything from scratch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had, we had to to calibrate and to put all the computers there and everything. That was very challenging. And probably something that we are not not going to do that again, because it was too much <laughs> too much work. And 
also very costly. Right now, there's like some people building uh, these full-time virtual production sets. But uh, at that time, there, there was none. Now, looking back at it, photography was, was a, a really challenged thing because of color calibration of the LED screens and color calibration of camera and matching LED and set extension. It was quite hard and we, we learned a lot of it. What's one invaluable thing that you've learned from this process that you'll definitely take with you going forward? I personally learned that we cannot do creative changes till the last minute. We need to save time for scenes optimization. So we can optimize that pretty well to run it real time and to have the tracking system working fine and to have the camera system Absolutely. working fine without mm. losing frames between a cuts. We wanted to do a very artistic job and we were doing last minute changes. And we, we did not save enough time to optimizing scenes. So for our next project, I'm going to fight to Dennis to have at least <laughs> three or four days to only optimize scenes. Yeah, I, I learned through all the process. It, it was already challenging for me that uh, knows a lot of 3D. But imagine like people that never work on 3D before mm. and to try out a virtual production set. It, it's harder, I think. I can tell people to do is like a bring a, a director that uh, knows 3D at least, you know, because mm. knowing about like how a live live action set works only, it's not enough to, to yeah. people to do yeah. a, a virtual production. Virtual production is, is really a clash of post-production world with a live production. You have to have a, at least a, a good, very good supervisor or somebody that uh, you can trust in 3D to be on set. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the directors that does not come from a kind of background that Sisma has, I think they really need to put up a very good team when if they want to do XR or virtual production. So ultimately optimization and then having the right team around you to help you deliver this kind of project in the future. Awesome. And I know that Criolo has been pretty on board with everything you were doing throughout. Did he give you any feedback at the end of it? What was his reaction to the whole live stream? Uh, he loves it. At the end of it, we, we knew that we are doing something historical, uh, something that uh, it's, it's something that is going to be remembered, you know, as, a, mm. as the first one or something uh, really new to Brazil. He was really happy about it. Just after the, the concert is finished, our feeling was... What's next? Why, we, we want to do it again, you know? It's like, uh, yeah, yeah. I think Criolo was really happy. He, he thanked us a lot. And Biba, his general manager, she came to us and told me and, and Dennis, look, guys, I'm receiving WhatsApp messages from people from, from the music industry here in Brazil that I don't talk to about 10 years. <laughs> and they're messaging me, what? you just did <laughs> explain us please explain what you just did and, and that kind of feedback was awesome to have amazing and what have you guys got on the horizon right now i'm, I'm doing a new music video for Creole. <laughs> it's it's oh, going cool. to be the sixth and also trying to promote the virtual production here, here in brazil like a Right now, after like these two experiences, doing the music video and doing the live stream, I'm teaching people. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind <laughs> of a preach. 
of uh, virtual production right now because after the live stream, especially a lot of uh, advertisement agencies, they ask me to do a kind of a masterclass about it and like mm. uh, to, to tell about virtual production as a solution for many, many different problems. You know, it's not something that you're going to use for every project, but for some projects are really the best too. It's it's kind of a evolution of chroma key. And I, I hope to do more uh, virtual environments and try to experiment more in this technique. It's one of those things that you r really learn doing. So yeah, it's like pilots. Now we need we need flight hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we're having some calls from a couple artists that want to do XR. So we it's nice because Dennis is teaching people from the advertising industry and commercials, and I'm teaching people from the corporate events and music how to do XR. So it's nice because we have now two people with different backgrounds saying to all the the people here in brazil look guys we can do that we have the tools we have the knowledge it's kind of becoming a, an evangelist here in brazil it's, it's <laughs> it, i think it's it's a nice mission to have brilliant well guys i've had so much fun talking to you today it's been really great to get behind the scenes of criollo xr and find out how you made it happen and yeah just generally getting a little taste of what it was like to make this production. So thanks so much for sharing your experiences with me today. Thank you, Kat. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure to talk to you. It was nice. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Okay, cool. I look forward to seeing what you make next. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. You can find out more about Duo Dois by heading over to their website, duo2.tv, or by following them on Facebook at duo2duo2. You can find Tito on Instagram at underscore pilotage underscore and Twitter at Tito Sabatini. Dennis is represented by Stink Films and you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Sisma. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, let us know on Twitter or Facebook at NotchVFX. And don't forget, if you'd like your work featured on our Instagram feed, use the hashtag madewithnotch. Next week, we hear from two very exciting guests. Scott Miller and JT Rooney have been behind some of the biggest shows of the last decade and at the forefront of virtual production technologies in the live event space. Tune in to find out more about their creative process and their new virtual production-ready space, XR Studios. Today's episode was mastered by Tor Eins and produced by Bent Stams and myself, Kat Kemsley. Thanks for listening. <laughs>